So here, so welcome to the new Star Wars After Show. So we can put the Star Wars stuff here, and if people want to listen to it, they can, and they don't have to. And we're mainly talking about Allison, because I know she hates the Star Wars stuff. Wait, she does? Yeah, well... Yeah, that's that's wrong. (laughs) She she may or she may not, but, you know, I think she likes to tease me about it, so it's all good. But no, so, so this is a serious thing. This... It really has applicability to learning, and it's what happened last week at Comic-Con during the Clone Wars panel. So Jake probably knows where I'm going with this, but for those of you who aren't aware, Clone Wars was a uh, an animated series that they did that kind of felt, filled in the gaps between Star Wars Episode Two and Star Wars Episode Three, and started off a little bit rocky, but over the period of several years got very popular. Uh, they were, I think, five years into it, and they had about two or three years planned, you know, that were going to go beyond it. And that's when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, and Disney essentially put the brakes on everything that was going on right now. And they stopped Clone Wars, kind of right at its height. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the business reason of that was because uh, Clone Wars was running on Cartoon Network, right? And Disney doesn't own Cartoon Network, so that was part of it. Um they salvaged some of the shows that were already done. They put them on Netflix. They took some of the storylines and incorporated them into books and comic books and things like that. But there was always a sense of Clone Wars never being finished. And you would always see tweets with the hashtag clone, save the Clone Wars, save the Clone Wars. Dave Filoni, who was the creator of this, said, you know, every day he would have people uh, sending tweets to him with the hashtag save the Clone Wars. So here's what happened at Comic-Con. They did a 10th anniversary Clone Wars celebration panel. And they brought the whole cast and crew in, and they did this hour-long panel about what a great experience it was and how much we love the Clone Wars and how much we miss it and how sad we were that we weren't able to finish the story and all of that. And then at the very end of it, Dave Filoni said, you know, we just want to thank you guys, the fans, and we tried to figure out what could we do to thank you the most? And here it is. Lights came down. They started showing a video. And at first, it just sounded like a really cool, or it seemed like it was a really cool tribute video. And then all of a sudden, you started realizing that it was a trailer for a new season of Clone Wars. And it's like, I've only seen the recordings, but you can you can feel the energy in the room where people are all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, they are bringing it back. And it ended, and it's like announcing Clone Wars Season 7, hashtag Clone Wars Saved. And the room went absolutely crazy. People are crying. Uh, you know, the, the host, the woman who was the MC, had no idea that this was happening. And what Filoni was able to pull off with him, him and the entire panel was – they didn't let on once during this entire panel that they had actually started a new season and that they were bringing the show back. It was all past tense in celebration. So here is the key, and this is the tie to learning, especially when you're creating learning events, is surprise and delight. That was such a surprise to the people in the audience and obviously incredibly delightful. So everybody who was in there was a fan. Everybody was there just to celebrate what was done and remember it. And to get to the end and have the surprise of, no, we're not done, and there's going to be more, 
was an amazing experience. And even though I like I still haven't seen every episode of The Clone Wars, I was never the biggest fan of the show. I watched that panel and I got emotional just watching it and seeing the love that was pouring out from the people. And it was an amazing group experience. I didn't realize how, because I'm the same way, I didn't realize how um, how crazy it was, the fandom for that. Yeah. And when I, you know, you text me right away when that happened. And then all of a sudden, like, I kind of got into it too. I'm like, holy cow, there's like this huge cult following of this that's way bigger than I thought. And I just thought the the way that they did it was completely opposite of what they typically do with these panels right it's usually you you really know what's going to happen you know uh uh they thought they were just going to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of when they started i think that's what it yeah, was exactly um so to do it something surprising like that it's super memorable they created a great trailer for it so again going back to what we do we could create great stories it's just like you know add that surprise element and the delight element I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool too. I just, and it made me even actually watch the last season of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Dana, any thoughts? You know, I'm not connected with that, but I did get to see Solo <laughs> finally. <laughs> I did finally oh, get to did? see Solo. Yeah, I did. Oh, good. It was great. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. I thought it was a nice addition to the Star Wars universe. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But I, what I was going to say, I, this is not completely related to Star Wars, but kind of. The TripAdvisor just announced the top twenty-five amusement parks in the world. Yeah. You want to know what number one is? Uh, I'm going to guess it's Disney World, but I kind of guess that you're just going to say it's not. It's not. It's Universal's Island of Adventure. Seriously. Interesting. Magic, Magic Kingdom is number two. Island of Adventure. So Island Adventure is the one with Hogwarts, right? It is. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 And Universal Studios Florida is number five. That's really very and interesting. And then you got France. France has a couple. Germany has a couple. Denmark. So maybe yeah. when the Star Wars world comes up next year, right? I think it is. Yeah. We'll, that we'll, will check, we'll check back. Yeah. We'll check back and see if that pops, pops Star Wars to the top. Well, from, so. from, from, everything that I, from everything that I hear, and we will wrap this up very soon, so thank you for everybody who's still sticking with us, is um, I have a tiny bit of insider information into what's happening at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the new land. And essentially, they they recognized that Universal Studios set a new bar in terms of immersive experiences with the first Harry Potter land that was at Islands of Adventure, the one with Hogwarts and Hogmeade. Hogs which, which, which I did tear up, not lying, when I first went there the first time ever in my life, when I, when I joined, when I came into to Diagon Alley. I could not believe it. How immersive that really is. I did the same thing. Same thing. Of course, I cried a Kleenex commercial, but still, yes, same thing <laughs> happened. Um, but, but these guys, but the Disney guys were like, okay, these guys overtook us. We need to jack it up even more. And that's the attitude that they brought into creating uh, Galaxy's Edge. So it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. And I do think that there is a ton of relevancy for that in us as learning professionals as we think about um immersive experiences and extended reality and the power of them for learning. I agree. Which by the way, I'm hopefully, hopefully we'll get, I'm going to get, hopefully get back to Harry Potter world this year. So I'm sweet. But anyway, we're going to close the show. I think we are, we have to end it. Uh, thanks guys. It was fun. We'll talk soon. All right guys. We'll see you. Thanks much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.